Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood. You know, the real conversations. Tips and tricks. Products we love. And brands we can't live without. Let's get into it. Now, are you currently in the hairdressers with the foils in? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not, I'm not. But yes, I will be. I will be very shortly. It's funny, isn't it? Because we were talking before about, you know, like how we fit everything in and all that kind of stuff. And I honestly don't know what, what, what do parents do before you could get your hair done during the week and work at the same time? Yeah. I don't know. How did that happen? When did we go to the dentist? When did any of that I happen? Think, I think you were allowed to go to the dentist if you were in a, in a nine to five, weren't you? Because that's oh sort my of God, like you dentist no. doctors. No? Oh my God. I remember one of my first jobs and you'd have to lie if you were going to the dentist <laughs> like if it was the doctors yeah you probably you yeah you probably get away with it but I used to have to say something like really embarrassing like you know if I was going to the dentist I'd be like oh I need to go and have my piles checked oh just so God. That, you know just so they you know they wouldn't like ask anymore you'd have to almost embarrass them I have shat <laughs> myself in the loose and I need to pop out to Marks yeah. and Spencer's to get myself a new bit of underwear yeah, exactly that, that is that is honestly what you'd have to do to be let out of your little desk and I guess it's the same for hair like you definitely couldn't we we just went on a Saturday we'd have had to go on a Saturday and how would you have done that if you had kids and childcare anyway I mean you're going today do you think do you think it's off the back of us having that amazing chat with Charlotte Dawson and her coming to the podcast with her hairpins (laughs) in and you're like Jesus I need to get myself to a salon I did I thought I need a bit of that I need some (laughs) pink curls in if you see me in Brentwood with my pink curls in it was Charlotte Dawson how are you (laughs) I'm all right I'm all right I've just come back from the gym which was great I got on the bike I did the bike today yay Yay! I just did 10 minutes it felt like absolute torture the first bit like my knee just doesn't want to bend but um as 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 I sort of started to go through you have to go really high on the seat so that you've got quite a nice extension so actually after about two or three minutes um the the ligament obviously started to sort of get a bit bendier and a bit stretchier so actually it was okay in the end I mean very very small baby steps but just an absolute joy to do it and then I just did all my rehab got my complex on and then did a bit of abs and then now I'm home nice now, very and I'm nice. trying to get the household oh very exciting day yesterday sharps came round you know sharps oh God, wardrobes I saw <gasps> this. yeah to do your is this for your walk-in wardrobe they're doing the they're doing the walk-in <laughs> 
Oh my god! Oh my god! I cannot wait to see it. How long? How long have we got to wait? I reckon it's probably going to be ten to twelve weeks. So it's going to be it's going to be a I while. I thought you were going to say six months because when people were like, "Oh, I'm going to get my thing done," I'm like, "Cool! I want to see it right now." If I have to wait <laughs> six months, I'm like, "No, I've forgotten about it now." <laughs> One point they went, um, "So you're going to have eight meters in total for your shoes?" And I was like, "It's not enough." It's not enough. They're like eight meters of shoes. The guy who was this lovely guy called Richard, who was like in his fifties, Northern, like he was like, if you've got eight meters of shoes, love, you need to give some away. And I was like, oh God, you sound like Dilsa. <laughs> anyway, that was exciting. So yeah, I'm oh, feeling good. Really, really so good. Excited. We've got a serious chat today though. Yeah, go on. Off the back of Charlotte's chat, I think it really stayed with us, didn't it? About how much online abuse that she took, um, yeah. you know, through the social media outlets. So we thought we were going to have a chat about it today. Yeah. And also I think it's something that we both talk about a lot don't we off of the podcast on the podcast with friends just about social media whether it's good to have your kids on social media whether you would let your kids be on social media at some Mm. point it will come up Mm. I'm sure I especially find it when I'm talking to friends who've got like 11 year olds like 10 11 year olds who you know majority of their friends will have like a TikTok account or an Instagram account already and they feel quite you know, I guess nervous. Um, Mm. I think it's just one of those things, isn't it? Because I guess we're, it's it's not been done. You know, we're the parents of the generation that we've been through social media and now we're parenting a generation into social media. Our parents didn't have social media to be able to guide us through it. Now we've got a bit of knowledge. Mm. It it feels really scary to me. So uh, the first question, I've just glanced down to it, really hits home for me because it's from Tracy. And the question is, does it really have to be necessary to run any kind of business successfully? Now, the reason I'm focusing on this one first is because I remember... In 2012, my agent at the time saying to me, look, uh, I think Instagram had launched a couple of years before that, but it really wasn't, you know, making the same sort of waves as it is now. And I remember her sitting down and saying to me, look, you really need to start, you know, every time you wear an outfit, you need to start posting about it. And I was like, no, I don't want to do it. And she was saying to me at the time, look, it's going to go one way and this is going to become your TV front shop window, you know, and that is how, and she was absolutely dead right. And it's only been really for me in the last, I guess, four or five years that I've really started dedicating time to it. So in short, the answer is no, I don't think so. Um, that you you know that, that that you have to have that to have a successful business but let me tell you the weight that it carries is unbelievable and whether you can get your head around that or not that is the reality of 2023 and I'm and it's just if you think about advertising like historically mm. how it used to be we I used know. to sit read a magazine see something in there you know maybe watch a tv advert or hear something on the radio this is your advert right in front of is you that, that you get to cur- curate Exactly. And that's what I was going to say, like whether you run like a a, a beauty salon, like a local beauty salon or a cafe or, you know, whatever it is, it's a marketing tool. And before, like how amazing, like before you might have had to pay for, to, yeah. to market your business, but essentially you can grow a social media like audience and you can target people locally and you yeah. can do so much and you're in control of that. Yeah. So... I mean, you probably don't have to have it, but I can't. Ima- I can imagine it's a lot more difficult to grow yeah. any kind of business without that. Even if a rest, even if I'm going to a restaurant, I would look at their social media before, or if I'm going to a cafe, if I'm going to, 
it's just kind of anywhere if I'm going to do anything I look at it um yeah yeah. and also if you think um it's all about people's perceptions on things as well unfortunately Mm. (laughs) so if people see you you know, with this, with it doesn't, you don't have to have, you know, tens of thousands of followers, but if you, if they see you with a beautiful, you know, Instagram page that is real and it, and it, and it's very specific to, you know, to, to the business that you're running and it showcases it in the best way, they'll probably end up using you. And yeah. that is, that is just, that is, you know, TikTok and things like that will, will come on to with the kids and stuff. But I think for a business, Instagram is essential. Oh, me too. Definitely. Let's go somewhere else. It's actually quite nice because that's kind of starting on a bit of a positive, isn't it? I hope, this is just someone saying, I hope it's more regulated by the time my kids are teens. Oh, God. So I do. I I agree with this person. I really hope it is more regulated. I agree. Because the targeting they can do as well, I'm not being funny, but that you would be able to control what they would, like teenagers would see so much if you had that, like guarantee of someone's age because yeah. if they're 11 and they want to join they're going to join anyway right regardless of whether or not I don't know I think some some accounts I think it might be TikTok or there's there's certain accounts where there's like an age like an age range on it I, I don't know about anybody listening but I I constantly go through this battle in my head about you know it's you know I, I'm really really aware that I don't want to say to the kids oh look when I, when I was your age we didn't have mobile phones till this time and when mm. I was doing this you know because that's not it's not helpful and it's also not not the reality of the world that we live in now. So the the modern me is like, listen, they, they are going to be coders and they are going to grow up on social media and they're going to, they'll be whiz on their iPads and, you know, and computers and stuff. And I'm a bit of a Luddite when it comes to stuff like that. So yes, I think there are lots of benefits, but my childhood and look, it wasn't perfect, but I, I don't want my kids to be glued to screens and I don't want them to be exposed to social media at an early age because they're mm. so easily targeted. Mm. And I don't want them to be so worried about, you know, filters and, you know, poses and how they look. I want them to be amazing human beings who care about other people and who look further than skin deep. I don't yeah. want that to be what they base their lives on. And unfortunately, we hear so many horror, horror stories. I tear myself apart about it, George. I lie awake mm. at night thinking about it. Luckily, they're still so young that it's not gonna, it's not happening at this stage. But Isla's going to be 10 in a few weeks. It's not long till she's like, I want a phone. I want an Instagram account. No, I know. And I do oh, think as God. well. <laughs> that we, but the thing is, we are from a generation that we we'd pick up a magazine and it would have a picture of a celebrity in it and it would have their weight like next no. to their image. Do you remember that? Yeah. So I don't think I th- I don't think this is a new thing. I think it's more accessible um and you know people looking at themselves more, but we are we have been already exposed to that kind of dangerous stuff in just a different format. But that, that magazine couldn't DM you and say No, I know that's what Hi. I'm saying. Yeah, it's not You look it, great. It, it, Fancy meeting the, up. Yeah, it's the format. It's it's the direct access, isn't it? But mm. I just, I guess at least we have that. I don't know. I guess there's a, ba- at least there's a balance. There's people mm. on there like who are filtering and all that kind of stuff, but there are loads of people on there who are talking about the dangers of that and yeah. why you shouldn't do that and showing like the, re- I don't know. I, I guess I'm just trying to look at like positives. Um, Think about those in positives. Compa- yeah, George. in comparison to what we had, because there were yeah. no mag like when we were young, there were no magazines that showed anybody who didn't look one certain way, and if no, they I didn't know. look that certain way, they were just they were just slaughtered. So mm. at least there is that, 
and people have got are exposed to people who like do like reflect them I guess yeah there's a lot more more diversity it's a lot more inclusive and you you know you, you you're bound to see somebody on social media that rep- and representation yeah so that's exactly brilliant. That's, that's absolutely what, yeah. brilliant but you know the, the bliss days where it was just like five lipsticks oh, that you, lip glosses that you love that smell like bubble gum oh, I, I just know. miss those days um, this is from Erin I really love your content and seeing the kids but do you ever worry about having them so public good question Erin good question I sit on like both sides for this I mean in terms, like, you know, in comparison to a lot of people, like, for instance, Stacey Solomon, who probably has millions and millions of followers, millions of people know what her kids look like. It's not it's not as big. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not. It doesn't feel so scary to me. I see both sides because I think, well, this is our life. And so my kids are on it and they're there. And, and I don't take, I really don't, especially with Axel, I don't take a photo of him if he doesn't want to have a photo taken. I really, really don't. Um, he also kind of knows about Instagram and stuff now. I don't really Mm -hmm. know how, probably just picked up on me and James talking about it. Um, and so, yeah, I think in a way it's kind of weird if someone recognized him, it's weird, but for a safety thing, I don't know. Is there more people looking out for him if they know what he looks like? I don't know. Mm. That that's the other that's side good, of it. Because I think, point. like, say for instance, I was in the park, right, and he he went missing. Okay, and someone in the park recognised him, and they were, and they recognised me, and I was shouting, "Axel, like, where are you?" Like, da da da, and they saw him. They'd be like, "Oh, look, he's over there." Whereas. I don't know. That's the, no, that's that's the a, other. No, that's a positive like, way of looking at it. Yeah. I, I like that. I, I think it, I think it's to do with it's it's almost to do with you know consent in a way. Like especially mm. with my girls, I'll always ask them if they ever want me to film them doing anything. I say, look, do you mind if I put this up on Made by Mamas? And they say, is it going on yours? And they ask questions around it. I always okay the photos with them. You know, if I ever film us, uh, you know, at night and we're sort of in bed and we're watching a film, and they say, mm. oh, can I see? And then I ask them. Sometimes Luna says no, and that I yeah. really respect her for that, and I don't do it. Um, to be fair, I don't check with Kit because he, you know, he's generally just running around wrestling, headbutting people. So that's you know, he's just busy doing that. Um, but I think Rochelle Humes is a good example of somebody yeah, who kept exactly. her kids off social media. And actually, they all got to an age where she was like, look, I'm sharing my life with you. My life is my, oh, my children. My children are now asking why I'm not, on, why I'm not, sorry, why they're not on our social media. So we've made the decision together as a family. So I think we used to share much, much more of the kids. We've definitely, mm. scr- we've definitely pulled back. And I imagine there'll come a time where the kids turn around and say, do you know what? I just want no, to do my own right. social media now and then that and that and that's fine. Yeah, that's exactly. I just yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe we're wrong, but at the moment that's yeah, that's kind of where my head's yeah, at anyway. Yeah. How to teach kids to recognise fakes and filters so they don't follow unreal standards. Great. Love that. Yeah. Great question. It is a great question. I don't know exactly (laughs) how you do it, but I do think that we have, like I said before, we have grown up looking at magazines that were photoshopped. We have grown up looking at, you know, very clever lighting on photo shoots. We've already been like exposed to this. And so this is what I try and think of. I try and think of how, I mean, it, it probably did impact me. Like, how have I, how did I learn that that wasn't real and that that was Mm. photoshopped? And I guess it was just about having conversations and also like seeing people in real life and and what they they look like and sort of explaining 
um, yeah. about filters and just sort of say, and I also position it as in like, I think there's nothing wrong with a filter if someone's open about it. It's when someone's not open about it that there's something mm. wrong with it. It's almost better if someone has that thing at the top that says there's a filter. That's really interesting that you feel that way about filters because you don't filter. No, I know I don't. No, I don't. But I don't care about someone who does. It doesn't bother me because I think, well, they don't feel comfortable not to. So how do you see it then? Do you see it as an added layer of makeup? Do you see yeah, somebody... Yeah, I it- guess they just they don't feel comfortable sharing what they currently... They look like in that moment, which is fine because mm. I don't really care what they look like. Um... But if it's got on the top, like, that there's a filter, I don't think that's that. I mean, it's damn maybe damaging to them because they obviously prefer them themselves looking like that. But mm. to me, it doesn't impact me because I just know it's not real straight away. Yeah. How, what, what, how, where, where's your head at with it? Well, I, I made a stand about a year ago where I was like, I'm not going to, because I haven't really been ever that into filters. You know, we, 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 I think there was a period where everyone was doing the bunny ears and like. Yeah, yeah but know, that's different, isn't it? Yeah. Do, it was weird. It was like Instagram suddenly everyone was an animal. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. I was like, okay, great. I, we never, we would never, ever, ever do that. And when we shoot our content, we also don't do any airbrushing. Like we make a stand oh, on that. Oh no, so no, 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 that's we great. Never know. And, and then about a year ago, I was like, I'm just not going to do. It. Maybe even longer. I think it was during lockdown. I oh, fuck that was three years ago. Decided that I wouldn't use the Paris filter any longer. And I had a long period where I felt absolutely fine with that. And just recently, in the last couple of months, I've been occasionally on my own stories flicking the Paris filter on and and I really have started questioning why I would feel the need to do that I think it's to do with where I am with my like post-operation and and my feelings around like not being able to train and my body and just feeling maybe a little bit um less confident than I than I was before but I'd really like to get back to that place of being like this is my face Mm. I need to be okay with it and I definitely definitely want to teach my children that you know, uh, I want to show them the difference, but also for them to understand that it it doesn't make, it's not going to make them feel any better. You'll never get to a place where you're like, oh, okay, I feel great now. Once the mm. filters start coming thick and fast, that has to come from deep, deep, deep down within. And that's what yeah. we try and build in the house all around that sort of language. I do worry about them seeing unrealistic images on social media that's so freely um, accessible. I know. Um, and, you know, at nighttime with their phones and stuff, when then they start flicking around. And then you've got somebody that just starts picking holes in themselves. That's that's yeah. my, like, big, big, big worry. Do you think that they should just stop them altogether? Be amazing, because, yeah, because the thing is, I don't find them damaging to me looking at someone else putting one on. But to right. the person putting it on it's damaging because yeah. they're getting used to seeing themselves l- look a certain way. Yeah. And so then they don't like their reality. That's the part I think is really damaging. Agreed. Um, like really damaging. Yeah. What does but, everyone else think of that? It'd be interesting to get yeah. your views on that. If you're listening to this podcast, drop us a DM. That'd be interesting. Absolutely. We'll be right back after this short break. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome back to this episode of Made by Mamas. Now, where were we? How to protect your child's mental health whilst allowing them to have social media. That's from Alana. God, this is interesting. I'm actually going to a talk um, this evening from like oh, right. with Dove about yes. exactly this. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's definitely at the forefront of my mind mm. because uh, you just, you, you can see how quickly like someone you know anyone's mental health can decline from having social media and using it in the wrong way um mm. and what triggers that can bring up and stuff I mean that have you have you looked at the, have you seen the Dove advert yeah with the girl it's am- like yeah, it's amazing oh god like it's amazing uh, yeah and you see how the you know how the eating disorder is developed from what she's seen online and the accounts that she's been able to look at and mm. like all that kind of stuff and that's really scary, and uh, but it's how do you stop that content? Like well, uh, you can't. I mean, look, those people have always been there. Exactly, but it's the accessibility of the content, yeah. which is exactly what you're saying. So then, I think it's our responsibility to try as much as possible to open up that dialogue at home. To be like, you know, these people were always doing their thing we just weren't able to see it so mm. they were still over there posing in a certain way and looking a certain way and, and saying a certain message but you just didn't see it yeah. and, and 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 I feel the same way about sometimes other people's careers like a period of time a long time ago I was getting obsessed with looking at other people you know other presenters and being like oh my gosh why are they doing that and how did they get that job and it was making me feel shit and I suddenly thought why like you should mm. be celebrating people's successes but I knew that as an adult <laughs> as a yeah, child this is the thing isn't it you don't have that level of understanding no you don't yeah and I think it's I think what we can do um we don't have any control over you know what the social media companies do and what limitations they put on or anything like that but what we can do is make our kids feel really confident in their their own skin and their own lives Mm. and Mm. talk them up and I think I don't know I was thinking about when I'm sitting on Instagram and or sitting on wherever in front of the kids and I might go to Jones oh wow look at that like bedroom normally it's things we're looking at like on on interiors oh my god look at that that's amazing then counteracting it with something really positive about our lives so then the kids kind of get into that mindset of oh wow that's incredible look at what that person's doing or got or you know whatever it is and then bring it back to what we've got and and how good that is as well. It's then nice hopefully, yeah. yeah. Do you know when you're just trying to think of how how to put that onto somebody else? Like, how do you teach someone else to have that mindset? And I think that's probably I'm going to go to this dove thing tonight, and they might t- tell us something different. But I think almost saying your thought process out loud, like your adult thought process out loud, and then hopefully the kids will pick up on that. Yeah, like you know, like it's even the same. Like if at school, if someone I don't know gets a hundred percent in their spelling, and and then your child didn't, be like, oh wow, that's amazing for them. That's so good. You know, everyone has different strengths. Blah blah blah. blah. Like our adult adult rational mind to stop that comparison. 
Mm. Um, I think that can really help, like to, to yeah. almost teach your kids really how good, to really good advice, how to mentally process those things. Yes, yeah, and like Luna, Luna has this thing about her hair because she's, she's got her sister. I mean, Isla's hair is so beautiful and long and so is Luna's, but it's the thickness and everyone's always talking about how gorgeous Isla's hair is and how thick it is. And of course, she's got natural lights and I, I, Luna has developed this quite unhealthy uh, feeling around her own hair saying that every morning she says oh I don't like my hair and I wish I had my sister's hair and already that comparison has started so mm. I feel like I'm doing a real PR job on Luna's hair at home at the moment being like <laughs> your hair is amazing and I love the color of it and look you know I'm really trying to boost her up because already at six she's feeling rubbish about herself when she looks in the mirror I mm. hate it I'm really worried about it yeah. and then I always go look and she goes yeah but you're I said mommy's got fake hair plugged in don't worry about it. Like, yeah. I try and like, you know, it's like she's looking at me and thinking I've got really thick hair. And then Kit's coming over going, is that your fake hair, mummy? I'm like, yeah, the whole thing's fake, Kit. So then I'm like, am I showing them too much? I don't know. Like, it's a minefield, isn't it? Yeah, I think, I do genuinely think that talking them through, like, like you say, no, this is fake hair. Yeah. But then they just, I don't know. It's better just to be open. It's a whole thing as well. Like, oh, shaving your legs. Why are you showing your kids you're shaving your what? legs? Then, then they end up thinking that, that they have to not have any hair on their legs. But ultimately, I'm not ready to not have hair on, like, I don't want loads of hair on my legs. But I think if Gigi says to me, oh, mummy, your legs are really smooth, I'll be like, yeah, I shave them. Like, just yes. be open. But then am I, am I, by telling my children that I have hair in, am I telling them that mummy only feels good when she has I fake hair? I don't know. I don't oh, know. It's exactly the same with everything else, isn't it? Like, putting makeup on, where do you stop with that? I don't know if... I don't know where you stop. It's like I don't know if I see makeup in the same way as because I think makeup. I just I always say the same language around makeup that mummy doesn't need to wear makeup, but I I think I think it's really fun sometimes to wear makeup, and I love you know being different characters, and sometimes I wear lots of makeup for fun when I go out with daddy, or sometimes I wear no makeup because I feel really confident at home. Like I feel like I've got the right language around that, and I'm like you don't need. I always say the same thing: you do not need makeup to feel beautiful inside and out. You know, Mm. it's just for fun. I yeah. always put it for fun. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess it's no, but I guess it's just all under the same umbrella, isn't it? It's like changing your changing your appearance in some mm. ways. And so but that's what I'm saying, like where do you draw the line? Because I don't see makeup as harmful at all. I don't see shaving your legs as harmful. I don't see any of yeah. that kind of stuff. Like but where does where yeah. Where does it end? I, I really don't know. I really don't know the answers. How do you cope with a friend who sends 10 to 20 pics of her kids on WhatsApp each week? Anon. Oh, um, Jesus. Yeah, this is quite, yeah, this is annoying, isn't it? <laughs> that could be quite frustrating. Okay, yes. Mute the group. <laughs> Leave, delete, <laughs> block. Exit. <laughs> block her. Anonymous has left the group. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, well, you've got two options. You either say nothing carry on as per normal and just scoot through all the photographs. I mean, look, we're not saying we don't want to see our friends' children. That's lovely. But 20 photographs is a nightmare. Yeah, it's um, a Or you send a message to her or call her and just say, look, what's, what's, with, what's all with, with all the photos? Or just maybe just don't comment on them. Do you know what I mean? Like, because she can send them, fine. Because I, I feel like, how on earth would you say to someone, can you please stop sending me so many photos without oh them feeling offended? Because, on, you know, in the grand no. scheme of things, it's not offensive. Like, it's just annoying, isn't it? It's just annoying to be receiving that many photos. So then I guess if you just don't really comment on them or say anything about them, 
then maybe she'll stop. I'd question why she wants to. Why why does she feel the need to keep sending them? Maybe she's just proud or wants to keep you up to date or whatever. Showing off. Show, yeah, who knows? I don't know. But I don't think it's showing off though because you've got your kids not. already. Like, well done, pat on the back. It can't be that. It's, Do you know what? On my family WhatsApp group, and I can say this because my family don't listen to the podcast. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Um there's two people on that family group that almost have a photo off. So if there's someone that sends a nice photograph of what they're up to, immediately there's a photo back of like, oh yeah, sunshine here, you know, or, and then the other person gets really pissed off. Like I've just sent a really amazing photograph of the kids doing something incredible. And she sent a fucking photograph of herself drinking wine in the sunshine. It's like, you know, and it happens all the time. So they have now had it out, but it was very awkward. And I think you could only do that with family members, with friends. I think it, like you'd lose the friendship maybe yeah I think it's one of them things it's just annoying it's not offensive it's I think you just gotta suck it up or leave the group and just not really (laughs) say anything um this is from Jenna I'm not a fan of social media I'll be teaching my girls to focus on their own lives rather than watching others oh Jenna I love that yeah me too that's great yeah I think so I just think it's Yes, I agree. I definitely will. And this is what I've been saying is what like throughout the whole thing is like making sure that our kids feel confident and they're Mm. happy in their own lives and talking Mm. about your own life and how. But I just, I don't know how do you police that? That like, how? Because you you can tell your kids, oh, I really don't want you on social media. But then if all their friends are on it and all of their friends are talking about it, I just but don't know if that. I have the no, stamina. No, it's not that. It's how you use it. Yeah. And I think you go on a big journey with social media. There are certain times when it can affect you in different ways. Like I've really, really started not um, endlessly scrolling. So I'm yeah. in a real period now where I use it to update bits about my life. I go on there. If I've got jobs to do on my own page, great. And then I'm off. Mm. I'm off and I'm like not not use try not to use it when I'm around the kids and all that kind of just I'm just trying to leave my phone alone a lot a bit more and just be a bit yeah. more present and maybe it maybe if we could teach the kids to do the same they might be in a better position because we like you said at the beginning of this podcast George we are we're the ones we, we it, it suddenly was in our lives and we have mm. had to get our heads around it now we have that responsibility to protect protect our children and arm them to use it in the right way Exactly. There's, there's, an, there's another comment here. This is from Jenny. Just avoid it for as long as you can. My 13-year-old sees things I wish he couldn't and shouldn't. Oh, Jesus. I mean, we had a stati- statistic the other day that 70% of 13-year-olds have already watched porn. Mm. 70%? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not, Jesus. I'm really not, like, by, talking to friends, I'm really not surprised about that at all. Like, no. at all. Um it's difficult isn't it though because you can't take the internet away (laughs) no how do you take the internet away from them they need it they have to probably use it for their homework like they do they do all of their homework is on that firefly Mm. thing or whatever it's called i don't even know how to use it it's a nightmare um yeah hannah says i work with teenagers i'm a teacher and some of what i hear about their social media use scares me Definitely yeah. affects me negatively, mainly comparison culture and feeling of failure compared to others. That's such a danger. And I do really think that's why you have to like curate what you see. Yes. If something you're seeing doesn't make you feel good, then you just need to get rid of it. Like uh, you just have to. Because there's so much positive stuff on there as well. Do you not think? Like there's so much yeah. stuff that I love. Yeah. Like I really love. And there's so much stuff that I know about. And I wouldn't have known about it if it wasn't for social media. Yeah. Um, so I think, uh, uh, yeah. Another thing you can try and do is if you start, 
You know, obviously our phones are always listening to us. So if you start saying things like Swedish masseuse, (laughs) muscles, big willy, then you get served different adverts on your phone, which is quite funny. See if if that works. Holidays in the Maldives. That is funny. um, Oh, God. This is a really, this is a nice message. Social Social media makes me really nervous. I'm worried about falling behind and not understanding what my children are doing online. I'm pretty IT savvy and it's moving so fast I can barely keep up. I'm 34, so grew up at the start of social media and my parents didn't have a clue. I plan to keep up to date as I don't feel you can keep them away from social media and the internet. I'd rather educate them about it rather than shield them from shield shield them completely from it great yeah what a great I statement feel, brilliant yeah, i was gonna say this is kind of, this is how i i think this is sort of how i feel yes is that i have no idea how you would completely protect your children from social media and the internet apart from like we say running away and going living on a desert island somewhere with them yeah. which you know it has crossed my mind i'm not gonna lie uh, with me though yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah with you with a select group but yeah i think that i do think that we just all have to educate ourselves on what's going on, finding out what's going on on the phone, talking about it, rather than making it this big bad thing where they won't tell us. Like, yes. I, I, I almost, actually one of my friends, she's got an 11-year-old and she says she just tries to not act shocked. You know, like if if she finds something out or her son tells her something even inside if she's like oh my fucking god I cannot believe this she just goes all right okay okay cool and then she sort of just tries to then just ask questions about it even though inside she's crying she just on the surface tries to appear very cool calm and collected and it works in that he talks to her and tells her what's what's going on there rather than if she'd if he'd have gone to her like oh my god look what I've just seen on TikTok and she'd gone (gasps) like oh my god then he probably wouldn't have gone back to her again yeah so yeah I agree I I think that's right and I think I think we have we have to sort of try and do that I mean conversations coming up in in the house at the moment around puberty and sex and you know private part you know willies labias I mean we're talking about it all at the minute and Mm. I'm thinking gosh Luna's only six but she's asking loads of questions and Isla is getting taught all you know all the right things in PSHE and you know I had a really interesting conversation with somebody the other day that's like you have to be able to have those conversations openly and freely and not seem shocked or not kind of uh, shunt them away or brush them under the carpet maybe like our parents generation did I was really lucky that didn't happen to me but yeah it's happening a lot earlier and I think you're right George it's like mm. if you run away from it and you try and pretend it's not happening it it, 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 it doesn't end well I don't think no no I really don't think it. it's like almost if you make it the forbidden fruit it just becomes even more desirable yeah yeah oh my goodness oh god <laughs> um, but on a final note I think it's important to say that a lot of social media I mean you only have to look at our account was one of one of many that are doing brilliant hopefully doing brilliant things and helping a lot of people that actually it can be a really positive place for all of us to come together to share stuff to lean on one another like we don't get any trolling there aren't any nasty people that are following us it's not you know it's all a really it's been a brilliantly positive experience so far would you say the same that's what I was going to say it would oh definitely yeah absolutely I mean I don't have I don't often have an issue with social media. Like I curate my content so that I only see things that I really like. I I keep it quite lighthearted. I don't really, 
yeah I, I mean I just like looking at recipes and looking at shoes like that really that's what I use it for <laughs> although I did get a message the other day asking if I would gunge Zoe that was oh a bit dark God, the gunge guy <laughs> the gunge guy the thing is the gunge guy wants me to get to 100k <laughs> and then he's coming for me with gunge now is he's that jizz gonna, or is that actual gunge like Pat Sh- not, Sharp in the funhouse let us know what you think it is because- <laughs> <laughs> fuck oh gosh no all jokes the aside yeah it's that I kind of do want I've always wanted to present kids tv and so imagine I would actually have to get into a gunge tank he would go bananas it would make his life (laughs) but he's also very specific that he wants you to be in jeans you've got to be in jeans so don't go getting out your leather pants because it won't make it just won't make it for him sometimes he wants me to eat a spider at the same time that's quite (gasps) weird god good lord nice place to end the podcast today Uh, now George we were going to do products today um so have you had a little think about any products you've been using this week before we say goodbye yeah i can do um it's a bit of a random one i think we've just been on a few little holidays and then we're it's actually not long until may half term and we're away again which is lovely um a bit of a round it's it's a random product but they are so great i found the kids goggles okay and they're called bling to go i don't know if you've seen them no they are so fun the kids just saw them in this little souvenir shop absolutely loved them they're 20 quid they've got all these really funky designs like Gigi's are like all diamonds around them and I think axles are like a shark or a zebra or something they are just so cool I think they they sell them on children's salon um a few other a few other places probably in loads of independent shops but if you're going away um in the summer or like your kids just you know sometimes you just your kids need a bit of encouragement if they don't really like the water just something like fun and new um yeah anyway my kids just absolutely love them I think they make a good gift as well for 20 quid so yeah brilliant there we go Bling to go. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move on to an amazing body lotion, which I've been using recently since my knee op. It's from Lush, actually. Ooh, and nice. um, it's called Dream Cream. It, yeah. Every time Kit sees it, he says, oh, why have you got ice cream by your bed? Because it, it comes in like one of those, like a Ben and Jerry's, but like a big tub. It's really hydrating. It smells really great. It goes on really easily. And it's really good, um, uh, like price point as well. I, I've had it for about four months and I'm still going with it. Um, so yeah, oh, wow. 450 gram pot and it's brilliant. You only need to use a little bit of it. And yeah, I just, I'm always struggling to find a good body cream and this is amazing. Yeah, I, lo- I actually really like Lush. I forgot. Yeah, me. Yeah, I haven't been in yeah. there for a while. Um, this is another more like gifty brand. It's a small brand. They're called Indie L. Um, and I, basically I'm trying to be really organized and buy like Gigi's birthday presents and things like that and you know like friends birthday presents a bit of ahead of time because I don't want to always use Amazon and like next day delivery I want to use like smaller independent brands um so yeah NDL check them out they do like personalized jumpers and they've got a few like first day of nursery first day of school t-shirts they're just all like little backpacks that have you know their initials on them raincoats like all that kind of stuff just really nice gorgeous um, gift like gifty bits I just yeah and it's a really small business so um, I wanted to give them a shout out amazing Um, now I'm going to move on to something that I bought recently um, from Arquette it is the most gorgeous nautical striped spring summer stripey jumper £69 it's got this gorgeous collar Um, the sleeves kind of go slightly wider at the bottom 
obviously like nautical stripes have been in absolutely everywhere but they're properly having a moment for spring summer and it would be great with a pair of like cream or white jeans or when it gets a little bit warmer and maybe for the evening you could team it with a pair of shorts and flats i'm just obsessed with it i'll um we'll link it on instagram but yeah i mean i feel like i'm going to be living in it for the rest of the year i love that you can never have too many stripes yeah um I think that's it, isn't it, for this week? Yeah, lovely. Um, I enjoyed that chat. Lovely. <laughs> it was brilliant. I always um, love hearing what you guys are thinking as well because, yeah. you know, everybody is in a kind of kind of a similar boat but got sort of different angles that they're coming at. So thank you so much for sending in all of your questions. As always, we'd love you to rate, review, subscribe and please give the podcast a little follow as well. Yeah, and if you've got any topics for these Friday Q&As, I sort of feel like they're sometimes not Q&As, they're more just like a collaboration of thoughts, which I yeah. really like. So if yeah. you have got any sort of topics you think would be really thought-provoking, then please do send them in because we're definitely open to doing something like that on these Friday episodes. Um, just drop us a DM. We're on at Mamas on Instagram and we'll be back on Tuesday. Made by Mamas is an Insanity podcast production and today's episode was produced by the lovely Charlotte Mason. Insanity Group. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.